He's got the interviews, let's get to know the best you like. It's David Stevens and Jacobites. Hello, and welcome to Jacobites, the official podcast for Jacobite Productions. I'm David Stevens, and each episode I'll be talking to different members of the society about their role and a little bit about them in general. Today, we've got three very talented actresses. We've got here, uh, Narinda. Say hello, Narinda. Hi. And we have Sophie and Adele. Hello. Okay, so I'm going to ask you a couple of questions now. Uh, we'll start with some general ones. Then we're going to go into 13th day of Christmas, which I believe you've all finished doing your last day of shooting today. Is that right? Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. Mm. So uh, how was that in the end, do you think? Oh, well, I thought it was really good. Yeah, overall, I think it would be like a really good scene with like all the family and it'll be like really effective to film. Cool. Okay. So, Narinda, how did you mm -hmm. become involved with the society? Um, okay, so I'd seen a post uh, in one of the Facebook groups and actually originally I'd auditioned for one of the victims that were going to get murdered. Um so clearly I did a better job because it kept me alive. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, so then I got the role of Rachel. Ah, so you got a much bigger role then. That's yeah. Cool. Uh, girls, what about you? Well, we auditioned for this um, show ages ago. But then um, after that show didn't happen, we um, they said that we can join another show to perform. Um, and... One of the actors, um, Matthew, invited us to some of his shows and his productions, and we just started doing them ever since, and it's been really fun. Oh, yeah, fun. Um, I think from quite a young age, we auditioned for another company's um, production, and once that one had gone ahead, the production company kind of changed into a different one, which is Jacobites now. Mm -hmm. And we've just kept doing it ever since because we've just had so much fun yeah. doing all of the shows. Yeah, it's excellent. So you've been you've been going at it for quite a while then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay, so out of that, what's been your favourite production to work on? It doesn't have to be with this company. Um, uh, Narinda, have you have you done much um, in other companies before or other? Um... Yeah, so I've done quite a lot of kind of short films and feature films um, right from playing um, <laughs> a character called Beatrice whose whole life evolved around winning a baking competition and getting arrested. So that was a really fun short film to do uh, right through to being like a psychiatrist, an interviewer. Um, and then also just recently, I've just been casting a, a play uh, and that's quite a, a big part in that. So the roles are varied, but I'm really keen to do a mixture of stuff. And I've done a few roles similar to the role I've played on this production where, you know, you're part of a family and there's something that's not gone quite right. Mm. So, yeah, so lots of different kinds of stuff, mainly screen and TV stuff. And I've booked my first commercial. So, yeah, so a variety of different types of roles. Cool. So, girls, what respectively have been your favourite parts to play in uh, things you've done then? Um, well, I really enjoyed doing the Halloween shows because Halloween is like um, in Jacobite productions, like Halloween is like one of the my favourite time of the year. So I like doing the Boo, where I played like a little witch. 
much. And then all my assistants were adults and it was quite funny. So that was quite a fun production to do. Yeah, I agree because personally, Halloween is a big time for us. And I really like the way Jack White puts a spin on Halloween as they do yeah. these Halloween pantomimes, which kind of brings the spirits up on Halloween as well as kind of gives you that entertainment that you're kind of looking for on Halloween. So it's definitely been one of my favourite playing a part in Boo because that was just a lot of colours and different characters and it was just so bright and funny. And that was definitely one of my favourites. Yeah. So liking Halloween, it probably suits you that your character in this film is a goth then, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For those of you who will be uh, watching the film, this goth character is in full black spray hair makeup that takes, how long did it take today to get sorted out? Oh, it was, it was definitely rushed today. So it was about 15, 20 minutes to get into um, all of the black hairspray, proper black eyeliner and white pale face makeup <laughs> it normally take longer yeah definitely and also the black hairspray seems to uh, you know position itself on everything else as well <laughs> yeah yeah it stains absolutely everything <laughs> okay so as far as acting goes what's been your biggest challenge uh, as, as actors i think so i think a challenge do you know what, with any role that you play the challenge is doing the role justice and making sure you are in the right frame of mind. You, you really read the character right. And also you don't forget the emotions that go. Because obviously, as you know, you don't, you know, you don't like film every, you know, every single scene in one go. So between us filming today's scene and the other one, it, there's been two months in between. So making sure that you capture that emotion that you're left with and what you need to carry on is really important and, and that I think I suppose that's acting isn't it yeah. yeah I definitely think it's the pressure that you put on yourself to fully embody the character because you may have a really nice costume that suits your character well but it's the pressure to get all of the lines on point and deliver them in a way that that character would that's quite difficult because you have all of these thoughts playing in your mind of how to deliver it. And when you're just looking at the script for the first time, there's so many ways that you can kind of flip the line, like change them a little bit with your voice and your tone. So all of that is quite difficult in my view, yeah. Yeah, and even like, as Marinda said, like in a short amount of time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because the filming happens very quickly, doesn't it? You don't have a lot of time to think, well, I'll perfect it in this way or the other. And actually, from my experience, normally the first time the way you've done it is normally the right way because that's your kind of truthful way of doing it. But, yeah, <laughs> the lines are always interesting because we always forget one, don't we, at least? Yeah. <laughs> All right, then. So we'll go on to this film, uh, the 13th day of Christmas. So tell us a bit about uh, your characters then. Okay, so uh, we're the Blunt family. So I'm uh, Rachel and the father of the family has just, it's been a constant in the family where he's been gambling and sometimes it stops, but he's carried on again. So the pressure that's putting on the girls and the wife um, is quite strong. Obviously it's near Christmas time. They haven't 
got nice things, I can't do anything, they don't have any spare money. And now the girls are really feeling it and they're seeing it because they're getting older, they're, they're understanding what the, te the tension is always about. And there's always tension when the father's around. However, like Millie's very close to her father and feels like, you know, we're being mean to him, but we're not. And Terry's very clear that the problems are because of him. So it's the family is trying to stay together, but the problems are kind of seeping in now and it's getting harder to hide them. So it's quite tense all the, all the time. Yeah. Um, my character is definitely a bit older than Sophie's character. And because of this, she's understood the issues that her father is creating for the family. So I think that's influenced kind of her gothic look and mm. overlook on life kind of because she's not got what everyone else has and she's understood the issues and this could all change if her father just cooperated. So that's definitely had a toll on her personality and has um, adapted her in terms of her personality and her looks kind of. And mm. in to Sophie's character who's a lot younger um like yeah as um as she said I'm like a lot younger so I don't really know like um Adele knows more than me like her character knows more than I do like I don't really know what divorce I means yeah. I don't understand what's going on so I'm just it um it's like it's just confusing for that character at that time um because like I'm I've got like a massive contrast into Adele's character like I'm all bright and like happy, I dress, I, I dress like really um, bright clothing, and I'm more of like, I'm more, uh, I'm more like happier than you, but because I don't really understand. What yeah, you're, you're only really, you only really understand the feelings because you can read the room because you're at that age. So if your dad is feeling upset, then that's what you take into account because you don't know the whole backstory behind the situation. Yeah. So that's why you're kind of on your dad's side a lot more. Yeah. So how's it been working with other actors as part of, of the family? I mean, obviously you two, you're actually sisters, so that helps. But I mean, like it's having uh, Narinda as your mom, uh, Narinda with the girls as your daughter, mm -hmm. and um, uh, with uh, Mike Parker as the husband. Uh, have you been able to sort of easily get into a family dynamic with that? Uh, or can't you stand each other or uh... <laughs> no actually do you know well the girls might have something different to say but I mean you know we met for the first time a few months ago when we did the first few scenes and I think you know I mean the girls are amazing and they're honestly they're going to be fabulous actresses when they get older and I think you know we've all been really professional but we've all got on nicely and I think and obviously the more time we spend with each other is better and the chemistry becomes quite natural uh, with Mike, I, I'd only met him a few months ago, but actually since then we've kept in touch and even like for today's scene, you know, we spoke a couple of weeks ago, so you kind of get to work. But then the other trick is, is not to waste any time on set. So if you've got any time as actors where you're, you know, just hanging about, that's when you run your lines and you kind of get to know each other, you try and create that chemistry. So I think for the, you know, we've spent limited time together to be fair but actually I think it looks very real it feels real right that helps to build your relationship up I suppose with that yeah yeah so all in all what do you like most about this film do you think uh, what and why should why should people see it really 
I think it has a really good plot. Like, um, it's definitely something that you haven't heard of before. It's very interesting. It grips you the whole way through, especially if you like that kind of suspense kind of genre as well. Um, and the title, like, really draws you in, like, 13th Day of Christmas. Like, 13th is, like, an, uh, like, the unlucky number, so it, um, like, gives more about the genre of it. So it's it will be, like, a Christmas, that, and it'll be Christmas, but it will also be, like... Um, yeah, it has a um, gloomy kind of atmosphere yeah. around it. And the characters as well. I think once you get to know all of them in the film, it really does help you understand the whole plot. And each one has their own different personality. And it's just so fun to kind of play with. And especially if you watch as well. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely got a good twist. When I first, because um, like I said, I had originally auditioned for a, to play a victim. Um, which I was quite looking forward to actually being, you know, murdered to death. Uh, <laughs> however, uh, but when I read the whole script, I loved it. There's definitely twists. So even when I was reading the script, I was like, what? No. And I think as a viewer, you'll love it because it's not what you expect. Yeah. Um, I like, um, I like you say, you know, there's every character's got their own little story and each family's got their little story. So I think the viewer's going to enjoy it and get kind of pulled into everybody's side stories, if you like. Yeah, because yeah. I think it's good that um, normally in this kind of story, you might see a victim maybe one scene or so before they get killed. Clifford obviously has got, mm. I don't know, maybe a third, maybe slightly more of the screen time to himself, uh, him and his family. Their plot is, takes up a hell of a lot of the... Uh, so you really get to learn a lot more about your characters. In fact, even more than some of the um, the police officers who were actually mm -hmm. working on the case. Yeah. Okay. Right. Now, I've got some, what we call here, some questions from the floor, which it, uh, I've had a few people send me in some random questions. <laughs> some of them are quite sensible. Some of them are a bit bizarre. So bear with me. But the first one is um, it's fairly normal. Can you tell me about uh, the funniest experience you've had on a film or on a stage production? Funniest? Uh, this sounds really bad. Oh, nothing weirdly funny's happened. Just the normal, you know, like just mixing up a line or saying that. See, the thing is, when you're performing on stage, the viewers don't know if you've messed up a line. Only you know. And then, and I think the funniest thing is you kind of make it obvious that you've done it. But nothing too bizarre has happened to me, I'll be pleased to say, as yet, <laughs> this time. I remember one time, um, I think it was, yeah, it was our director, Matthew. Mm. It's not funny as such. It was kind of like something that's just out of nowhere that happened. Because I think Matthew had to do a stunt role and he managed to end up breaking his finger or something like that. And it's not, it's not funny as such like that, but it's just so chaotic. And it's like, it just came out of nowhere. And how did he even manage it? That's the funny part. <laughs> if anyone's going to do it, it will be him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that was a normal one. This next one is, would you rather be a horse the size of a rabbit or a rabbit the size of a horse? Um, hold on. Uh, oh. I, would be, I would be a horse the size of a rabbit 
because like it's just it's not it's it's tiny so you can just kick it uh, <laughs> I, I suppose you've got power haven't you of a horse but you're small but you see that with the size of a horse and you're a rabbit imagine how high you could jump so you could become kind of a predator and defy all of your genetics of like prey but how scary would a like a giant rabbit <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I love what you've done there in that you've answered a completely bizarre question in a really sort of logical, <laughs> detailed manner. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, this one's another slightly bizarre one. If you were an ice cream, which would you be? Which flavour would you be and why? Mm. I think. Mm. Oh, I think I would definitely be chocolate because I eat that much chocolate. It would be an automatic flavour. <laughs> that comes out of me. <laughs> then you'd be eating yourself, surely. Well, yeah, they're just fine. <laughs> oh, um, you know, I think I'd be one of the out there flavours because, you know, I don't know. We're, I don't know. We're kind definitely of... basic, so just go for that one. Oh, okay. That was... <laughs> rude. Um... Anyways, um, I think I think I would be like, um, so I'd be like, like bubblegum. Please don't. No, 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 no. I'd be vanilla with yes, bubblegum sauce like, and sprinkles. See, that's yeah, my favorite ice cream. Or I could be vanilla with raspberry sauce and nuts. What? Okay. <laughs> it sounds Move like on. a raspberry. <laughs> raspberry. We'll, we'll make that and we'll. We'll name it after you and say it's like an ice cream cocktail of some description. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, yeah, this one's a bit more normal. If you can have dinner with any fictional character, who would it be and why? Hmm. <laughs> well, there's so many people. Yeah. Fictional. Um, I, I, I think I'd have it with Dora. Oh, okay. Because I, I, I'm, like, lacking on my Spanish, so... Um, I see. She would need to help you out a bit there. Yeah. I understand. Um, right. Did you say Dora then? Yeah, I said Dora <laughs> the Explorer. You did, I was going to say uh, that Dora? Yeah, all right. <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know, there's so many people. Mm-hmm. You know, being an older person, there's like hundreds. Fictional character. Can it be a pop star? A fictional pop star. No, well, not a fictional pop star. Could it be a? I don't know. Well, I mean, I'm watching Handmaid's Tale at the minute. Well, I can't wait till tonight. So she would be good, the one who plays the main role. Right. To hear all the gory details. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and the last one. Uh, if you could only eat one snack for the rest of your life, what would it be? <gasps> curly whirlies i am in love with them <laughs> they are just so delicious my nan gets me them like every single time I'm around her house and that's just the most amazing part of my day because they're just i don't know they're just they have so much flavor and it just makes me so happy it like it gives me a boost of energy and everything it's just amazing <laughs> um I, I'd probably choose lettuce because I want to stay in the rabbit. Oh my god! Well, then it, it goes back um, to the giant rabbit thing. 
<laughs> Ice, iceberg lettuce or I would pick Ben and Jerry's because I want to stay in shape, you know, like. Uh, when have you ever cared about that? <laughs> <laughs> we put it on a face for the cameras. Oh no, I, I, I definitely, I definitely pick Ben and Jerry's. Yeah. Gosh. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to be as healthy as lettuce. My favourite are Thai sweets, chilli sensation crisps. Oh, I yes. can eat a big bag of them every day. So yeah, yeah. I'm happy with those. <laughs> when Bobo started eating them, our dog, she <laughs> accidentally left them out on the chair and she was literally devouring them and it was, see. we had to take it off her quite quickly. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't know what, uh, I think for myself, snack wise, if it wasn't like crisps or something, I'm a particular fan of, uh, do you know Haribo strawberries? They're like, oh yes. Uh, yeah, I, oh no, I've not got any on the go at the moment, but I almost <laughs> To be fair, I love eating just snacks, so mm -hmm. I'd be happy with any. Yeah. Okay, and here's one for myself then. Uh, it's about the film. What do you think would happen to the to your characters after the events of the film? Oh. Well, I think Rachel. I mean, I don't want to give any spoilers away. Oh, well, actually, I've just realised I can't really. Yeah. That no, no, that's okay. I think she'll she'll move on nicely. Yeah. Um, I feel like the family will get, get back on it. their feet. <laughs> uh, well, not not like that. They'll they're like. No, know. they will move on. Yeah, I feel like they won't after a, um, uh, like a large amount of years. And do you th do you think um, uh, Millie's like to be? likely to mature as she gets older um or or do you think uh terry's likely to become a bit less um sardonic or do you think they're going to pretty much stay as they are oh i think i don't know it could either go the complete opposite way like she'll get even more gothic mm. because of what's happened which i can't reveal because of spoilers <laughs> and um or she could use that as like a turning point in her life and she realizes that she, yeah, she can change her style and all of that. Um, I I definitely think Millie's gonna mature when she grows up because um, growing up is part of like when you grow up, you obviously like mature. Yeah, so so it happen it should happen naturally. Yeah, but we don't want to give anything away, so we can't say too much. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and then moving on into the future. Okay, so if you could pick any kind of production or any kind of role to do next, what would you want to do? Oh. I would kind of, you know, um, when you dress up as some sort of donkey with another person. Oh, I don't know if I'm horse. Just like, yeah, I feel like that would be really fun if you have that massive costume and then there's two of you playing the role. How fun would that be? I don't know. Um, well, me, I've done a lot of pantomime, and <laughs> the the back end is usually dripping with sweat by the time. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think there should be like everyone is fairies, or like it's under the sea. It's like a set under the sea, and then life under the sea. So you want to be like a seahorse? Who <laughs> knows? Like just just like a set under the sea. 
I, th- I think it, it'll be different, like, not... It'll be like seaweed. Yeah, but like, it'll be different, you know? Well, they've done the Little Mermaid on, on the stage, so no reason why not. They do it They do it on roller skates, so it looks like yeah. the It looks terrible. You know? Well, there you go, that's one for you. <laughs> I think for me, I would like, so I would love it, and this is, I'm being serious, like, to get a role in, like, Coronation Street... That's my, that's what I'm working towards. <laughs> Was that what you were being bullied about earlier? Yes, always. <laughs> what, being Northern? Yeah, yeah. getting bullied for being Northern. <laughs> I'm going to take the pigeons for the walk. Was that what he was saying? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's just normal. I think, it, it, you know, it keeps them happy. <laughs> it's a good group, isn't it? It is. That's a nice, jokey atmosphere. Yeah make it more interesting and so this production has been going on for a long time hasn't it uh because of us having to extend it from the lockdown um do you think that's everyone saying very strongly that they think either it has suffered for the way they're performing it or it's made it easier do you think it's gone either way for you do you think um it's been difficult holding it all together for the whole thing keeping the characters or you think it's good because it's given you more time to work on things? I mean, I've always been used to, um, when I'm doing film, it, it always takes quite a while anyway. So the filming sequence varies depending on what productions you're working on. So, I mean, the only thing I found with, you know, the pandemic is last year wiped out a lot of work that had started and a lot of organisations didn't get to finish stuff. So I think anything that started in January, though it might have been slower, has progressed quite well. Um, and I think, and, and you know, and it just makes it a little bit hard, doesn't it? Just kind of thinking through um, all the kind of COVID rules and everything else. But I think normally you don't always have loads of time, but I think it's perhaps stretched it out a little bit more than it perhaps would have done. Mm-hmm. It's certainly, uh, the, I'm in a show with the group at the moment called Twisted, and we started rehearsing <laughs> in at the end of um, uh, 2019. Right. And it's only being performed now in September, this September. Wow, yeah. <laughs> and we went back to rehearsals last week, and it was like, uh, well, you know, <laughs> everyone's yeah. a bit punch drunk. Yeah, because it has allowed time for you to practice by yourself, but you're also lacking like that kind of if you're on stage, you need to set it and use all of the props. And although Zoom is good, it would definitely help to be around like other people in the scene as well. Yeah. Or give you more of an idea what it would be like on stage or like on set or whatever. Yeah, I think you're right there. Well, thank you uh, very much for speaking to me. Anyway, it's been a really good session, actually. I think you guys have probably been the most mature group I've been speaking to so far. <laughs> yeah, it's been, been brilliant speaking to you all. I hope that I'll work with uh, some of you again in the future. Yeah, so, uh, we'll, uh, see, we'll see each other at the premiere. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, whenever that will be now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's uh, goodbye to Narinda. Bye. Uh, Goodbye, Sophie. Thank you. Bye. And goodbye, Adele. Bye. Bye. And that's goodbye from me, David. He's got the interviews, he's good to know the best you like. It's David Stevens and Jack Evans.